Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather Kiros, and I'm the author and founder of First Century Youth Ministry. And if you want to learn about Jesus from his Jewish context and get better at discipleship in the 21st century, this podcast is for you. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Hey friends, it's Heather here. Welcome back to the show. And we've got Marco on once again. We had such a fun conversation last week talking about being God's image by being creative that we're going to have even more discussion about that this week. If you didn't tune in to last week's episode, I would encourage you to do that and come back and listen to this one. And also, if you have any interest in walking alongside of somebody, having them invest into you in a deeper way and grow as a youth minister. Marco has these great cohorts that he does, and they've still got some spots to fill in Denver, in Texas, and in Indiana. So I'm going to leave some links in the show notes for you there if you want to get plugged into one of those cohorts and help you get um, better at what you do. So friends, um, again, thanks for tuning in this week. And so last week we talked about uh, the feeding of the 5,000 and how that little boy brought his weird little lunch and Jesus multiplies it. And you talked with the teenagers there in England about how we can be creative by bringing beauty, justice, and peace into the world. So you shared a super sweet, awesome example last week about the whole getting clean water (laughs) and building a medical clinic that your kids did by raising $35,000. But you know, what are some other ways um, that we as youth ministers can help students be God's image by bringing beauty, justice, and peace into the world? Yeah, I mean, in in terms of answering that question directly, it's, I think, both a helping them understand this theological truth, you are creative Mm -hmm. because you're made in the image of a creator God, and then also helping them understand that that's not limited to the arts, but it includes that. It's It's a broader topic. It's, you know, and you could almost make it a parallel to the fruit of the spirit. It's like, mm-hmm. or anything that's good. How how can we contribute something that's good to the world? So let mm-hmm. me give you a smaller example, because that example I gave last week about my junior hires who did a variety show and raised all this money uh, well over, I think it was $60,000 altogether for clean water wells and, and um, a medical clinic. Um, you know, if the the danger of telling a story like that it, to to teenagers is them thinking that every time they bring their weird little lunch, that it has to result in something that big. And often, yeah. the goodness that we can bring to the world as an act of creativity, as an act of faith, uh, to see mm-hmm. what Jesus will do, is much smaller than that. So, um, a, a simple example: I was. I had a group of junior hires on a like weekend long local mission trip working at a a homeless mission in the city that I lived in. And one of the kids uh, was developmentally behind. He was, Mm. you know, he was a seventh grade boy, but uh, had the the kind of uh, intellect and capability of uh, about a third grader. He was a sweet kid. His name is Brandon. Um, Never caused Mm -hmm. problems, but all of the other kids, they never quite knew how to act around him. They, they, they kept their distance. Um, and so he was often by himself. 
there was a girl on that trip named Jill and she was like a super popular cheerleader type. Um, we were one day working in a warehouse sorting clothes and uh, Brandon found a big fat magic, magic marker and there was graffiti all over the walls. So it wasn't like he was defacing property or something. He went over sure. to a wall and he, and he wrote Brandon Hart Jill on a wall. Well, and oh. the whole group started like doing the, oh, you know, Brandon loves Jill. Yeah. I was over on the other side of the warehouse yeah. with Jill and we heard all this noise. And we went over to see what was going on. Brandon's standing next to the wall holding his magic marker. There's a half circle of all the other kids standing there staring, just waiting to see what's going to happen as Jill and I walked up. I'm trying to do the math on what's going on. And I'm just about to realize, oh, this is going to go really badly and Brandon's going to get hurt. Oh, yeah. Because my expectation was that this popular, attractive girl Mm. was going to say something hurtful to him um, as a way to protecting herself, right? And uh, instead, she walked through the group right up to Brandon. She put her hand on his shoulder. I remember that specifically because I I realized in that moment, oh, nobody ever touches Brandon. And she said quietly to him, like I had to really listen. She said, hey, Brandon, Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't be your girlfriend. But I'd like to be a friend, and I haven't been a very good friend. Would it be okay if, if we Aww. were friends? And he very happily said yes. And here's, here's where it's loaves and fishes like, okay? Not only mm-hmm. did it change Brandon's experience on that weekend, it changed mm-hmm. his experience for the whole rest of the years that he was in our youth group. And Um, it's almost like he became in that moment, he became like the mascot. Everybody treated him with kindness and affection and respect. And I noticed the entire kindness level in our youth ministry raised, Mm -hmm. not because Jill woke up one morning and said, I wonder how I can completely impact the level of kindness in our group. But because in that little moment, She brought her loaves and fishes and did something that I would define as a very creative act, right? Made in the image of God, doing something creative. And the the impact was way beyond what she imagined. And that's what I want the teenagers that I interact with to understand, that it might not have an impact of completely changing the lives of a community in Zambia like that first story. Uh, but we just don't, we often don't even know, like, I don't think Jill ever knew what the full impact of that was. Right. But she, she brought her little gift and Mm -hmm. Jesus transformed it into something greater. So that's why I would say to teenagers, look around you. What does this world need? And again, maybe that's immediate to you. Maybe that's in your friend, a a particular friend or a lonely kid at your school. Maybe it's one of your parents or a sibling or a relative. Maybe it's in your community or maybe it is a global need. Ask, and if you're not sure, ask God's spirit to show you what is a need. And what do I have? What weird little lunch do I have that I could bring? It doesn't have to be something where you have an understanding of how you're going to solve the whole problem. So if you notice that the world needs more beauty, 
then great, make mm. stuff. Get, express your creativity yeah. that way. If you think it needs justice, then advocate for justice. If you think it needs peace, then learn how to be a peacemaker and take some steps, some baby steps mm-hmm. in that direction. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. again, because mm-hmm. the way faith works, faith and obedience so connected, right? That my faith grows mm-hmm. not because I always have some giant picture of exactly how problems are going to be solved and my role in them, but because I take mm-hmm. a step to the language I use is the next little breadcrumb, right? I notice yeah. a little something that I might be able to move toward. And as I take a step toward that, my faith grows Mm -hmm. and I might see the the breadcrumb after that. That's awesome. I love that. I I love that. I feel like what I hear you saying as we are ministering to teenagers is we bear God's image by loving for and caring for the image in other people. And if that means they need love brought into their life, we do that. If that means they need justice brought into their life, we do that. If that means they need peace brought into their life, we do that. Jill chose to bring love when she totally could have made him look like an idiot. I mean, literally could have just yeah. crushed him. And then everybody would have laughed and he would have felt like a total moron. And then everybody would have kept making fun of him. And the same old story would have kept playing out. But she chose to really honestly put herself on the line big time and risk yeah. her reputation for the sake of loving and caring for another individual by being the image of God. But that beautiful example to others changed them too. And that's that's right. exactly yes. what I hear you saying is that when we're ministering to teenagers, it's helping them love the image of God and other people, not necessarily. Yeah, and I, I probably um, would make it even a little broader than that. Not, it's definitely yes. a, a lot of it is loving the image of God in other people, but it would also be anything that God cares about, which also includes all of creation. So I think there's a lot of teenagers who can express their God-given creativity in caring for the world, the creation, right? So there's lots of ways that this can be expressed. I, you know, I, a number of years ago, I read a a book by Scott McKnight about uh, the gospel and had some conversations with him about it at a small youth worker gathering. And he talks about, you know, God being passionate about four relationships, our relationship Mm. with God, our relationship with ourselves, Mm. our relationship with Mm -hmm. other humans and our relationship with all of creation. That sin is best understood Mm. as anything that damages one of those four relationships. And so flipping it on the other side, I would say creativity then is anything that moves us toward helping those four relationships that God cares about so much. Sure, sure. So what are some practical ways, like as a youth minister walks away from this conversation, what are some practical things they could start doing today that would help set their students up for success when it comes to being God's image by bringing love, beauty, and justice into the world? I mean, that that at the beginning of the last episode we talked about how people become less and less convinced that they're creative over time but teenagers still have a lot more of it than adults normally do so sure. we want to tap we want to tap into what's there right so i mean certainly it starts by helping them have a, a a theological grounding on this very important truth and even uh, framing what it looks like in terms of these little baby steps as opposed to solving the whole problem. But then it's 
I think in some ways it's teaching them discernment. How can we pay attention to God, the leading of God's spirit and what is an area where I'm compelled in my own wiring, my own uniqueness that I could bring something, whatever it is, to meet a need. So walking alongside them. My definition of youth ministry, by the way, is walking along, walking alongside teenagers on their own journeys toward Christ. So mm. I, much of it is helping them over a period of time understand and then activate what those steps might look like to meet a need or to at least in some portion start to address a need that they see in the world around them. Yeah. So who do you see that's doing this really well? Like, do you see youth ministries that are rocking this, that are really killing it out there? They're doing this concept that you're talking about super well. I think, I think most youth workers do this well at some point. Um, So I think in some ways it's probably uh, about us more intentionally using language that Mm. uh, helps teenagers frame it and understand it uh, as as not only an act of creativity, but as a reflection of being made in the image of God. I love, mm-hmm. I, you know, my church is kind of obsessed with the the term Imago Dei. We talk about it a lot. And that's a term that I think is helpful for teenagers to actually know and understand. It, it, it can inform yeah. their daily living when mm-hmm. they understand, even though I feel messed up, even though I'm frustrated mm-hmm. with my body or the world or my relationships or whatever it is, I'm still Mm -hmm. made in the image of God. And there's opportunities for me to partner with Jesus in bringing good to the world. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Well, Marco, this has been two really fun conversations to help youth leaders get thinking about how to bring this concept of helping their students bring creativity and be the image of God at the same time by bringing more love, justice, and peace into the world, which come on, y'all. I think we all need that in social media, like for real. All of us need to sit yeah. down and have this conversation <laughs> and ask ourselves, yeah. before, I hit, before I hit send, does this bring love, justice, and peace into the world? Yes. And then and then there should be Amen. a Jesus button. There should be a Jesus button where <laughs> it just zaps <laughs> you if it's not, you know, we should make yeah. that. Unpostable. Oh my gosh. Yes. Unpostable. Yes. Indeed. Jesus. You know how sometimes the admin removes your post from the group? We should just have like this is a Holy Spirit removal. <laughs> you know? That's right. That's right. That'd be great. That'd be great. Well, friends, um, to get connected to Marco's work, check out those show notes. And uh Marco, thanks again for two fun conversations. And uh friends, thanks again for joining us for the first century youth ministry podcast. Just as a reminder. Definitely check out that Israel trip. Check out the book, First Century Youth Ministry. It's pretty good. I know the publisher. They're okay people, and they know how to put out good stuff. So, friends, uh, we'll uh, catch up with you next time. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Bye.